Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of Season 3 of the Toward Light Podcast. This episode, I will be continuing with our work through the Noble Eightfold Path with the second of the Panya factors, the second of the wisdom factors, which is wise intention. First, we establish wise view. We understand the world through the truth of kama, cause and effect. We see that any movement that comes from greed, aversion, and delusion leads to unwholesome effects, and anything that comes from generosity, kindness, and presence leads to wholesome effects. So seeing the world through this lens of kama, we then turn to intention. Intention is what underlies everything, underlies our thoughts, our words, our deeds. I'm going to give some explicit examples, but what it's important to know is that intention is often a subconscious process that happens quite quickly. And Because it underlies everything we do, we can get in habitual patterns around intention. So the more we explicitly practice it, the more natural it will become. Joseph Goldstein says, awareness of motivation plays a central role in the path of liberation. The more we are rooted in wholesome intention, the more possibility that our thoughts, words, and deeds will be wholesome. And Joseph is pointing to awareness of motivation, awareness of intention. So our first step is to get to know what is our underlying intention. Sometimes we can see that in the moment, or sometimes we look back on a behavior, wholesome or unwholesome, and see what our intention was to understand better. There are three aspects of wise intention. Any wise intention includes some renunciation, goodwill, and harmlessness. So I'm going to go through those three aspects with one example. The goal is wanting to reduce time spent looking at our phone. So how do we craft an intention around this? Now, these are all interconnected, but we're going to start with renunciation. Renunciation combats greed. We let go rather than reaching for, holding on, grasping onto. We let go and open-handedly live our lives. This goal to reduce screen time starts with renunciation, maybe specific, I won't use my phone at certain times of a day, or I'll only use a certain amount of time every day, or limit what things I look at. Whatever it is, that's all letting go. Renunciation is not super popular in capitalist culture, but if we see it as combating greed, as the opposite of this poison of greed, we can see it as a gateway to freedom. As Bhikkhu Bodhi puts it, renunciation, turning away from craving and its drive for gratification, becomes the key to happiness. That freedom from greed, the extinguishing of craving, is where true freedom lies. So we've picked a way that we're going to renounce. We're going to let go of time on our phone in some way. So the next step is goodwill. Goodwill, which in Pali is usually metta, so can be translated as kindness or goodwill. 
This combats aversion. Every intention needs to be made from a place of kindness, not from punishment or resistance. While the initial choice to want to limit time in front of the phone comes from a place of seeing the unwholesome impact it's causing, the intention to limit it is wholesome and comes from a place of wanting to be kinder to yourself and those around you. Which leads to the third aspect, which is harmlessness. We set intentions to reduce harm, to combat the delusion, the ignorance that leads to dukkha. So it's not enough to be kind. We also need to look at the impact of our behavior. So we see the impact of being so much on the phone leads to harm in our relationship with others because we are checked out. And that is where this wholesome impulse comes to reduce the harm caused by that behavior. So we set the intention to reduce time in front of our phone with renunciation, goodwill, and harmlessness. Two more examples. Let's say I have friction with a coworker. Every time I speak in meetings, I notice that they make faces or check out or don't support my ideas. So I have an intention to change this. Okay, can we change other people? No, that intention is coming from a place of greed, wanting to make it better, aversion, being uncomfortable with this relationship, and delusion that we can change the other person. So what would a more realistic intention be? It depends on the scenario, on whether you directly interact with this person or not based on power dynamics, office politics, etc., But one option could be, I intend to continue to do a good job at work and speak up for my ideas without overly engaging with this colleague. So renunciation, letting go of the impact that person has on you, still doing your work, still showing up, still speaking up for your ideas. Goodwill, being kind to yourself by not taking on the friction this person may have with you, and harmlessness, not causing unneeded friction, not getting into it with this person every time. That's just one option for this scenario. But any intention we make, whether we decide to engage with the person or engage with our boss around the person or whatever, we need to check. Is there renunciation? Am I letting go of something? Is there goodwill, kindness for myself and those around me? And am I doing this to lessen harm in the world, not to make more harm? Another example. I make a plan to meet with a friend, but I feel low energy and I don't want to go. So some real self-knowledge plays into this. Before you can even set the intention that leads to the action, go or don't go, you need to understand yourself, your tendencies, and the truth of comma, wise view, and weigh how the effects of you going or not going will impact both you and the other person. Let's say you've reflected on this and you've decided not to go. The intention becomes, I need to cancel this plan with my friend without damaging the friendship. Now, as we saw from the last example, we can't control the other person's reaction or behavior. So the intention becomes, I need to cancel this plan with my friend as kindly as possible. Renunciation, letting go of expectations about how they may respond. Goodwill, being kind to yourself because you need rest. Kind to them because you wouldn't be fully present. 
and harmlessness, not putting more stress on your body and energy, and then saying it in the nicest way possible to this person. Because intention is so subtle, it can be hard to track. And so that's why using explicit examples like this can be useful to help you see your tendencies and your patterns to help us understand, oh, I often want to make changes in my life without letting go of anything. Or, oh, in that scenario, that didn't go well. Why? Oh, I wasn't being very kind. There was no kindness in that intention. The more we come from a place of letting go, renunciation, of kindness, metta, and of non-harming, the more wholesome impact we're going to have on the world. Now, before closing, just want to remind us, even when we do our best, even when we are rooted in wise intention, we can cause harm. So when we do, we need to acknowledge that while also not beating ourselves up about it. But we can't use the excuse of, well, I had good intentions, so I wasn't harming. If somebody else says, oh, actually that caused harm, or you found out, you find out later on that harm was caused, you need to own that and take responsibility. So I'll end with this quote from Sharon Salzberg. Do the best you can. Live according to your values and intentions while knowing that you may not always succeed in your aspirations. The actions you're taking are honorable and any feelings of despair and inadequacy are part of the human condition. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net or on Instagram at towardlight108.